Hello and welcome to the Mal and Johnny Show. I've got my cap on because it's cold in the shed and it's raining from the house to the shed. Anyway, so that's the reason, Johnny. But look at you. You look as if you're on holiday in the Mediterranean or something. Well, no, I've been away, haven't I? I went to the, I did, I went to the Caribbean, so I've still got a bit of a tan. But I've been painting. Look at this thing. I mean, I've got oh paint gosh. all over my fingers. What are you painting? <laughs> is it? Is it a landscape? Is it a portrait? No, I painted the hallway <laughs> in my house. <laughs> Hey, I've been thinking, Mal, right. about, you know, because you, you've been do, doing a lot of radio lately, even yeah. uh, early morning stuff. Like that. Yeah. And whenever I've done radio, I've only presented it about a couple of times like a guest, but mm. I've never actually done the whole thing where, and I've just wondered if the people were interested in how, if you either self-operate or if your producer does it, the guy behind the glass, um, oh, how I mean, how, how do you go about it? Yeah, no, well, it's funny, over the years it has changed. You, you know, we used to have... So when I first started, I started off as a researcher on a radio programme. Um, right. so, so I used to do all of the, you know, all the background information. So I remember the first thing I ever did, I was coming from university, I had to read a book about Emlyn Williams, the the, the, right, the Welsh yeah. sort of like writer. Uh, writer and actor. And, actor, and, yeah. and And the great thing was he came into the studio because he didn't have Zoom and all that type of stuff then. So he came into the studio. So I had the book. Chris Stewart was a wonderful presenter. And oh, I remember Chris, yeah. So for Chris, I used to do... Like one one card or maybe a couple of cards, you know. To, Hello, uh, well, you know, on today's program, I'm chatting to Emily Williams. Da 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 da. He did. He wrote this. Da da da. Emily, welcome to the program. So it was all written out right. there nicely for him. And then question one, Emily. Da 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 da. Question two, Emily. Right. So really, as a presenter, because he was doing a lot of interviews as well as playing music. Um, yes. He would have. He'd need all that information because he couldn't. You know, you couldn't read eight books a day or, you know, know about eight different sides. No, no, no. Uh, but surely, I mean, whenever I've gone into a studio to do a, an interview, the guys have usually done a bit of a research before I turn up. The good ones. And uh, and then, yeah, the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> and they know a bit about me anyway, you know. Yeah, well, in fact, sometimes they know more about you than you know about yourself, don't they? they That's you, right, yeah, yeah. Tell me, Johnny, about the, the man who used to write the songs about farting, you know, which is <laughs> which is a story. <laughs> Who's the guy? There who, was a bloke. Yeah. There was a bloke that used to go in, in, in Denmark Street, which is the old Tin Pan Alley, and he was a songwriter, a proper songwriter. Yeah. He'd written stuff for people like Clinton Ford now. But in his spare time for fun, he would write a farting song. <laughs> <laughs> for example, <laughs> for example, go on, just give us a little Well, I, I don't remember the tune, but I can tell you the words. It was, "'Twas Fat Fred the Fart, a king with his ass, a genius at putting one down. When Fred was in form, he could fart up a storm and evacuate half of the town." Fred would fart just for kicks, do a few fancy tricks, and then blow a big hole in the road. It seemed to be said for Fred not to phone, but to fart loud and tear in Morse code. <laughs> so Fred was bribed by the gub of the fox to send a few punters his way. All the beer he could drink, ten pound a man, and a new pair of pants every day. <laughs> The barmaid of the fox was a mere slip of a girl. Let it not be said Fred had no heart. He would first quench his thirst. <laughs> first quench his thirst, drop a short burst, raise his hat, say goodnight and depart. <laughs> and that's all I can remember. That's not bad after all these years from Denmark Street. <laughs> that's 1969 you told me that. Goodness me, goodness me. Goodness. But it was, he used to do them about everybody. I mean, he was just a funny bloke, but it was just like a little hobby. While he was doing nothing particularly, he wrote a party song. He wrote one. Do you remember Clinton Ford? Yeah. Uh, oh, no, go He used on. to do like comedy songs and oh, things okay. like that. But he, he wrote a, a record for Clinton Ford called My Baby's Crazy About My Old Trombone. <laughs> She goes, what da da, what da da. So the connotation was there again, you see. The 
<laughs> again, back to the radio. So, yeah, so, so you, if you're interviewing somebody, you want to find out something about them. So that's maybe the yeah. researcher or the producer has done that before you go. Into. So right, then right. you're in the studio now. Johnny Tudor's presenting a programme he hasn't presented before. So there'll possibly be an engineer. You'll be an engineer. Right. That, yep. That's what happened to me. The guys set up the, the tapes or, or the records or whatever, yeah. and then I would say the next record is da-da-da, and they would play it. Play it in. But some people self-operate, don't they? They do it all themselves. So it, as time has moved on, um, it's yeah. been less of the gentleman presenter or the gentle lady yeah. presenter who just sits there and, uh, yeah. and says, and now the next record is Clinton Ford with a song about farting. And then somebody yeah. press, press the button and play the song in. <laughs> right. Okay. So, you know, yeah. and they just sit there for three minutes. Just, uh, uh, But then uh, then you start to self-op. So you might have a producer who's keeping an eye on the time because obviously the other thing is, it's not like doing a podcast where we can we can be here all afternoon, couldn't we? we and sometimes we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you've got the pips coming up top of the hour or half an hour news or 2020 weather, you know, of all those things. So it's sometimes hard for the presenter to be doing the talking and working all that out at the same time. So right. the producer could quite often do that and say, look, you've got three minutes on this record uh, and after this record you, you can talk for maybe 50 seconds and then we need to get into the next record. You know? right. So then right. you become okay. a self-operating presenter and the old days you used to right. line up the records. You know, you'd put the record on the and you'd wiggle it back to start the record. Right. Uh, hey, Mally, you've got 30 seconds. So you talk, 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 talk. And this is the new record by Clinton <laughs> Ford. Ford. <laughs> so then you press the button. Okay, you press the button. Yeah. And then you have a couple right. of record decks, you know, so you'd have that one playing, get that one sorted, maybe have a spare. Um, yeah. But then you move on then to CDs, and now it's all on computer. So if you, right. if you are one of the new generation of presenters, to be honest, they ask a lot more of you than they used to. You're, you're lucky, particularly in independent radio, to have a sound, you wouldn't have a sound person. You would, no. have, you know, you'd have a desk, you wouldn't have a producer, and you'd have three hours to fill. You know, they, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they do choose the music now. So that's all on computer. That's all playlisted. So you don't get a chance yeah, to yeah. choose your different music. So and that's sort of the way it works. You know, the more expensive the program, the bigger the network, the more people you yeah. have working on it behind yeah. the scenes. Before now, when you now when you do it from your shed, sometimes you have to do it from your shed. Yes. Then what do you do? They they ah. they tee everything up in the BBC, which is like forty miles away. Yeah. You do your chat chat chat, and they do it up there. Is that what happens? It it is now. When I've started doing. Doing it, I started playing the music in as well. So I'd play the music in on a on a machine, write down all the details because you've got to keep the details because uh, the song writer and the, the people who own the record, yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll yeah, get PRS paid. Lot, yeah. Yeah, but it is sort of I'm not sure they don't trust me anymore. So they have the person in Cardiff. Uh, yeah. In particular, all London, when I do Premier Christian Radio, they have the music lined up there. But the thing is, because you can share screens, you can see yeah, the record yeah. counting down and everything. So you, your timing is yeah, much, yeah. much, more, much more easy. And, you, and maybe yeah. the, you know, the people who are the, the technical guys become, or technical girls become the producer as well. So they, the, 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 there are fewer jobs. As everybody tries to cut back on manpower... Um, yeah, yeah. You, you know, but the bigger the show, the more money they've got to spend on a show. Bigger the guests, then you've got more, more people. people working for you. More people working yeah. for you. It's amazing. You know, a lot of people ask me about filming and stuff mm. because, I mean, what they don't realise, I think, about film is it's so different from uh, multi-camera when mm. you're in a studio. Mm. I mean, they don't use multi-camera much these days. They do it on Publicum. They do it on uh, probably on all the soaps. Okay, so let's, let's explain. What's a multi-camera then, Johnny? 
All right, right, of course. So there's four cameras in the studio, okay? Mm-hmm. So the, up in the box, you've got the, the producer and the vision mixer, mm-hmm. right? The vision mixer changes from camera one to camera three when she's told by the producer, mm-hmm. right, cut to camera two, cut to camera three. That's to get reactions from somebody. So if I'm talking to you in a scene mm-hmm. and they want your reaction, they'll click the cameras bang on you. Then they'll cut another camera coming back to me. Now with film... They don't do that. They use one camera. Mm, that's tricky, isn't it? So they'll do a master shot, which is you and I standing, talking to each other, right? Right, okay. Then, So the camera will be over there, looking at the two of us talking. Yeah. Then they'll move the camera. We'll have 10 minutes where they move the camera, set everything up, and they'll shoot the same line over my shoulder, looking at you. Right. Then they'll take it and go behind you, and they'll do the same shot, with me look, looking at me. So right. they got three shots of the same scene. It's got to be exactly the same. So you've got to remember if you had a cigarette in the left hand or the right hand, I'm doing yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they cut it. When they get it all together, then the editor will put it all together. So you can say, well, I'll cut there and put that. So he's got everything done. But within a studio, but as you know, these days, there's not much done in studios. No, no, no. Only no, no. like soaps and things. Like most drama is done outside on film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's no real big music shows anymore. So that's basically how it happens. Yeah. And I suppose that it saves a lot of time, doesn't it? If you can get the shot with, you know, in one go rather than have to reset and do it again and do it again. Yeah, it again. But, uh, yeah it's a different look. Though, and it films different. a different look altogether. Different look, different yeah. look. Did you, would you fancy doing more radio presenting? Do you think? I don't know. Years ago, I did a, an audition for um, Teleri Bevan. Do you remember Teleri? I, I do remember Teleri. Yes. She asked me to do a, a program, and I did it. I did a program where I I chose like twelve of records or whatever, and I did it. Um, but I didn't get a series of it. <laughs> but I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. I quite enjoyed it. But then, as I say, I had the producers doing it for me. What I found, uh, was, yeah, the, 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 mm. you, you know, we're talking back and forth now, so that's yeah. quite, quite natural. And I, yeah. I had done a, an awful lot of interviews uh, when right. I, before I became a broadcaster. And then I suddenly yeah. realised it's very different art to being just answering questions than it is for talking for like for two minutes about anything. And actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah my, my first sort of like go at it was in 1987. They they sacked this guy. They, the BBC Radio Wales didn't didn't want him anymore. Uh, his name was Rob Jones. Rob Jones. So I, I got his show. And he he went to London as you do because you don't don't give up. He went to London and uh, changed his name to Rob Bryden. And uh, <laughs> now he's a big star. <laughs> That's right, he was a dish jockey. I remember he yeah, told me. Rob Jones, as he was then. So yeah. I took over his show. So I remember speaking to Chris Stewart, who was my idol as a broadcaster. He, on the same day I went to Radio Wales, he went to Radio 2. And I, he said, look, what are you going to do is write every link down, you know, from the hello, yeah. good morning, and this record and that record. Write all the links down, he said. And after three or four weeks, you won't need to. And he was right. Yeah. You, you learn to yeah, do you it. Yeah, you just get used to doing you it. Get yeah. used to, it's like yeah. anything, you know, you just, and you've, the sad thing about broadcasting, you've got to do it in public. You know, you've got to make your yeah, mistakes yeah, in public. Yeah. That's why they See, what would frighten me about doing it like that, I'd be worried I'd run out of stuff to say. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got a big gap. You know what I mean? I can talk to you because you're asking me something. Yeah. So I've got something to come back at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to, as you say, if you write something down, just give yourself a bit of bit of a, a cue what you're going to say next link. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. got to the stage now where, um, I take it as a matter of pride when they say, yeah. uh, right, Mal, um, we've got a minute and a half to fill after this. Um, yeah. is that, I go, yeah, it's fine. 
And yeah. I, I, I like doing it to, to the clock. So watch, I'm watching the clock going down as it's counting down, and you, you know, talking yeah. about whatever it is. And it's, it's amazing. You get quite, you get quite cocky at it as well. So I, I take it yeah, as a matter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm rubbish at talking, but I can talk to time, Johnny. I can talk <laughs> to time. <laughs> <laughs> when I've done radio before, I've done radio plays, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got these foley artists they used to have, but you know, making the noises. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, okay. Somebody crunching in a tray, somebody walking up a pathway, you know. Or you're having a, you're kissing some bird, you go. <laughs> that was it. But I don't think they use them anymore, do they? I mean, they probably just stick sound effects in. Oh, yeah. Well, that was the interesting thing. And I didn't really, I always thought with films, you know, when you see films, uh, no one, yeah. when somebody's walking down the corridor and it's a bit creepy, and then they yeah. open the door. Those sounds, are in, those sounds are incredible, aren't they? And it, it, yeah, it was yeah. years later that I realised that that was the job of the Foley artist. That's um, right, he puts it in. He puts it in and it's like... It, this Where is, does that come from, the name Foley artist? I think it was Mr Foley. I think in Hollywood, did it? Mr Foley did it. All right. And it's amazing, yeah. you know, because I made a film called Jack to a King about the Swans and we had yeah. this really old footage, um, which was a bit lifeless, really. But you know, yeah. they'd have a scene of a plastic bag on a on a like a some uh, barbed wire, you know, like a like a Tesco's right, bag on yeah. a barbed wire, and you'd yeah. you'd see it and you think, oh, that's pretty, you know, okay, maybe shot. Um, but then they'd get the, the Tesco's bag in the Foley room, they you know switch it up, and suddenly the yeah, pic- yeah. the picture comes to life because of what you're hearing as well as what you're seeing. That's right. That's right. It's, it's it is quite remarkable. Um, and one last thing then about yeah. a, a producer. Um, I was once I was once told <laughs> not any children's listening. Uh, I, I've got a desk in front of me here, and yeah. uh, the, the, this guy was a friend of mine was at a on a college course, and they're saying, um, do you know you know a pan is? Don't you? Pan is like left. If yeah, you, you so you, but one yeah, second, right, turn yeah. to the left or turn to the right. Left speaker, yeah, right speaker, and yeah. um, the lecturer said, and uh, can anybody tell me? The name of the knob that chooses where in the, the you know where pan is, whether it's left or right. And the guy put his hand up and he said, "The name of the knob who chooses where in the spectrum the pan will be is the producer." <laughs> <laughs> you know what they used to say too: somebody's working the pots. Oh, no, I no, well, that's the, the stuff in the studio. But yeah. I wasn't sure what it meant. Yeah. I know what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But where does they get the word pots oh, from? I don't know. Oh, well, no, but I don't know. Pots, I suppose that's, I don't know, you pot it left and right. It's probably know. short for something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. He's always on the pots. I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but BBC Wales was the only bloke that had a, had a lighting guy that had one eye. Yes. And a, and a sound guy <laughs> that was deaf. <laughs> it was, it was, I won't say the names because they know they are. <laughs> But that's BBC Wales. There we are. Oh, oh, opportunities, yeah. open door opportunities. That's right. That's they've always. That's had that, right. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that, but I mean, it's, it's amazing all these things that we we take for granted. But you know, there's a lot goes into all this stuff. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we'll we'll, we'll let the technical. Obviously, we've got a whole team of technical people working on this show. So we'll let that's them right, you and me get them, get, to, <laughs> get to grips with it now. <laughs> and this this episode will be out before you know it, Johnny. Okie dokie. All right. Well, uh, what, were you, what were you doing this morning? You've been interviewed this morning. Oh, yeah. this Because um, a week on Tuesday, I'm at um, All Souls Langham Place. Uh, it's part of Wales. Oh, you week, told me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Steve Balsam has agreed to come and do just a couple of songs, which would be nice. So we're going to oh, nice. go up in a van together. And, um... Do you know what? I, I, Steve is such a great singer, yeah. you know. Yeah. 
I mean, and th- that Gethsemane thing, it blows my mind. And yet he didn't want to do it anymore. I, mm. <laughs> being a, like ambitious when I was young, I would have wanted to go keep yeah, doing it. Going to Hollywood, yeah, all this, yeah, you know, because yeah. he could have. He was good enough to do that. Well, he's making his and own yet, records. At last, he's making his own yeah. records again. So my fingers are yeah. crossed. I, I have a go at him every time. And that's why I'm taking him to London. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna, like, dick with He's a bro. lovely bloke. He's, yeah. a, he's such an understrooming fella. You tidy know? boy, tidy boy indeed. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, I'll see you next week, God willing. I will be here. All I right. probably have finished my painting. Yeah. I won't be covered in paint. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually there was a, just one last thing because um, I grew up in the gospel gospel hall circuits. There was one name because yeah, yeah. everybody had a nickname, didn't they? Um, John the Dirty Painter. His name was. I thought. <laughs> I thought. What is he? Does he paint me like those French women? <laughs> you know, like from. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, apparently he was just a dirty painter. <laughs> he just he was. He's just all over his hands. So it's goodbye from Johnny Tudor, the dirty painter, and it's. And it's goodbye from Maldwin, who's going to be singing the gospel songs. <laughs> See you soon. Bye. Tada, Mal. Tada.